Hello, it's David here. If you subscribe to The Leader, you'll never miss out on our daily news, analysis, interviews and commentary. Just hit the button on your podcast provider. And if you feel so inclined, give us a rating too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Not a single online COVID test is available in London. We spent about five hours or so trying to book a test everywhere in London. It was uh, simply, there are no tests available. Check back later, which we did, and then still no tests available. Our reporter Rachel Buff had tried every borough. She tells us how the full scale of the crisis is being revealed and... You know, the references to him wearing women's clothing are very slight, actually. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if, depending on your views of what she said, whether you could read into it. The Evening Standard's Vicky Frost read J.K. Rowling's new Robert Galbraith novel. Is it really transphobic? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, you can't get an online COVID test in London. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. No tests found. That's the message you'll get if you try to book a walk-in or drive-in COVID test online in London. We know because the Evening Standard tried every one of the city's 32 boroughs. Meanwhile, the number of cases recorded in the UK went up to 4,000 yesterday. The Prime Minister admits the testing system has huge problems. Our editorial column wants something done about it. It's imperative that people who fear they have COVID symptoms are able to be checked as quickly as possible. In the absence of a vaccine, that's the only effective way to stop infections spreading. The Prime Minister says that schools shouldn't send whole classes or pupil bubbles home unless a child has had a positive test. But how on earth can this work if there's nowhere for them to be tested? It's a shambles. The principal cause of this mess is, of course, organisational and administrative failure by the government and those tasked with delivering the system. But what's not helping either is the lack of clear, consistent messaging from ministers. 
The prospect of a second national lockdown, which must be avoided if possible, was being quashed today by ministers. But if London and the country as a whole is to overcome the current spike in infections and prevent further restrictions, the government, from the Prime Minister down, must end the testing chaos and get a grip of its message too. Our reporter Rachel Barford spent the last couple of days researching this and she's with me now. Rachel, you tried them all, every borough in the city. What happened? So yesterday we spent about five hours or so trying to book a test everywhere in London uh, using a residential postcode for each borough and um, there was none available anywhere. Uh, we weren't even being redirected yesterday to tests outside of London. It was uh, simply there are no tests available check back later which we did and then still no test available so and again this morning as well yeah again this morning there was um apparently sort of 18 available for a walk-in center in kensington but again when we tried to book that there was the, the slots for booking never actually came up and this really is just exposing how difficult this crisis is particularly as we have a situation where you know the prime minister has said that Children shouldn't be taken off out of school unless their entire bubble is without a test. But now parents can't get a test. You spoke to a parent, didn't you, Rachel? What kind of trouble were they having? Yeah, I spoke, I spoke to quite a few parents. Um, it's a few, there's a couple quoted in the story. Um, you know, they had to go on huge round trips, you know, three hours to Epsom. Uh, one parent I spoke to had to do. Uh, just to get a test. And they were, you know, setting alarms for midnight, waking up, refreshing the government page for, for days uh, to get a test. Um, others that we spoke to had actually just bitten the bullet and paid for a private test, which cost over £100, just so they can get their kids back to school and they don't have to self-isolate for two weeks. And I think the thing is as well, you know, kids, especially young kids, they get ill all the time. And, you know, they've constantly got colds and coughs and things like that. Um, so a lot of the tests you know people have got results back their tests have been negative but you know they can't risk it and they have to take the time off work and which has a huge sort of impact on their income as well for a lot of people there's just it's just a huge disparity across the UK as well so you know we tried to book a test in Scotland putting in Scottish postcodes and there's ones available immediately go and get one in half an hour in sort of Aberdeen Dundee that's all fine but trying to get one in London it's just impossible. And is there anything being done about it? I hear them, there might be a new rationing system put in place. Yeah, so they're talking about, um, it's going to be announced today, that, that there's going to be a rationing system where key workers, teachers, uh, NHS workers, care workers, they will get priority for tests, which you know can only be a good thing. But there are so many key workers huge amounts of people that work for the NHS and you know teaching schools and there are so many occupations covered by the key worker status that there's still going to be a huge number of people needing tests all the time Um, especially a lot of them will have children who will come home and be ill and then their whole household will need a test so I mean hopefully it will help but we don't know yet. So what's the Department of Health saying about all this? The Department of Health are saying you know they're adding tests all the time they've got 200,000 tests a day um, but when you speak to actual people, um, there is no one I spoke to that said, yep, yeah, I was able to just go and get a test. It was so easy in the last two weeks. I mean, if, before children started back at school, yes, it was easier to get a test. But now that the children have started back at school, it's just very, very difficult, especially in the capital. Next. 
when cultural figures do say things that you very vehemently disagree with, that does change your relationship with their art a bit, I think, and it does make you look at passages differently. Vicky Frost on J.K. Rowling's new novel. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Under the pseudonym of Robert Galbraith, J.K. Rowling has dropped her new novel, The Fifth in the Cormoran Strike series, and walked straight into another row over alleged transphobia. An early review of Troubled Blood claimed its moral is never trust a man in a dress. Miss Rowling has been a high-profile sceptic on transgender rights, but the book is nearly 1,000 pages long. Is it really all about that? out today in the Evening Standards, Vicky Frost's actually read it. Vicky, is it, as J.K. Rowling's opponents claim, transphobic? The controversy around this book sort of kicked off with a Telegraph review that characterised the book as um, having a moral that seems to be never trust a man in a dress. And I think we can be really clear that that is not the moral of this novel. However, I do think that there are some questions, perhaps for some readers of this book, um, You know, J.K. Rowling has spoken about sex and gender in a way that some people have really characterised as transphobic. And they may read her decision to have a serial killer who uh, cross-dresses in in order to gain the trust of his female victims. Um, It it would be unsurprising if some people didn't read that um, in a certain way. And I don't know that you can necessarily split the work from the author. I think that initial sort of furore kind of presumed that the serial killer was absolutely the story in the centre of the book. And actually, he's not. And also, you know, the references to him wearing women's clothing um, are, are, are very slight, actually. So it's not, it's not the um, central premise of the book at all. But equally, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, depending on your views of, of what she said, whether you could read into it. Would it even be possible for J.K. Rowling to release anything without people going through it line by line, looking for confirmation of their view, regardless of what side they are on the transgender debate? You know, I don't think Twitter is um, a really great supportive place to be. I mean, I don't think the pandemic's made that any better either. So... um, I don't know. I I know that a lot of people, a lot of people who grew up with Harry Potter books and who have held them very close to their hearts, that's a sort of generationally below me, I'm not quite in that generation, were very hurt by uh, her her remarks. So I'm I'm not sure how they relate to her as an, an author now. I do think, you know, when cultural figures do say things that you very vehemently disagree with, Um, or take standpoints that you feel aren't defensible, then that does change your relationship with their art a bit, I think. And it does make you look at passages differently. The big question though, Vicky, is, is it any good? It's certainly, it's very long. Oh, it's very long. Very, very long. Thousand pages long, almost. Um, You know, one of those where you're sort of, 
it's not that comfortable to read it in hardback, to be honest. You're sort of trying to prop it up somehow. So is it any good? I, I'm not actually a massive Rowling fan. I, you know, I didn't grow up reading them, and I don't think her writing is brilliant. But she is a good storyteller. And I do think the um, strike books are, are, are decent, actually. I'm a, you know, I love a crime novel. I love a crime thriller. And I find... Um, Cormoran and Robin, a really compelling double act. And I think char the characters are really well written. On that basis, this is a good novel, right? Because she manages to take those characters on a really interesting journey. And I really enjoy watching them develop. Um, and, and, you know, and Robin actually, you know, for an assistant, she would be in an assistant role, is, is a good character particularly as well. And it's helped by some fantastic uh, on-screen uh, portrayals of them from Tom Burke and um, Holiday Granger. So they kind of add to you wanting to be on side with them. So on that side, the novel's great. On the plotting side, it isn't actually. So this is them taking on their first cold case. It's a, it's a case of a, a GP who walked out of her Clerkenwell surgery 40 years ago and just disappeared into thin air. It needed a really good edit. There were far better plotted crime novels out there and, um, it is, it is. I mean, it, you did see it with the Harry Potter books as well, right? They got longer as the series progressed. But people become too big for you to edit, perhaps. I don't know, I don't work in books, but you slightly feel like maybe that's what happened here, possibly. And that's Alida. You can keep up with all the latest developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs> <laughs>